Why wait until Friday to start your weekend? Go ahead, start right now. You're thirsty now, and 93.7 The Ticket is here to help you stock up. Just in time for the weekend when I like to hit the clubs. Time to broaden your horizons and try some new wine and beer. It's Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle. Oh, that was a good one. Caca! <laughs> Oh, I miss it so Haven't much. Haven't done that in a while. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? Hey, Kevin. How's it going? Birthday boy. Yes. I used to be. Not anymore. It went so fast. <laughs> I remember all, that, all I remember. that build up and then it's just gone. Yeah, I've been waiting months for it. Now you don't have another cool birthday left. Really, you've that been waiting it. 21 years. 25. You're right. 25, I will get to rent a car. There you go. Maybe that's, Kevin can help you out with that's, that, too. That's what I'm looking forward to, <laughs> renting a car. But mm-hmm. as, as everybody knows, the, the amazing voice of one Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle, this is Thirsty Thursday on the happy hour. Unfortunately, a one-time thing. <laughs> we just found out. <laughs> kind of a one-off. It, but it's totally fine. We're, we're just planting the seeds for future reference, I think. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, what better segment to do Thirsty Thursday than with the happy hour? But it it's just too difficult for me to try to leave work at 2 o'clock every Thursday. Because Thursdays are a big day. That's when all the trucks come. So we usually see anywhere from, oh, 6 to 10 trucks drop off uh, lots and lots of inventory and it takes a lot of time to get it priced and in the system and put away and on display and all that kind of stuff and it's not really fair to me to just go well guys i'll see you later i'm just gonna <laughs> exactly. go well, that's, on that's exactly <laughs> what that's what you hire people for that's that's what well that's yes to. you know but i always say you got to lead by example inspect and expect nothing in return can so. i just blame joe for this no no, no we don't want to blame joe okay. joe's doing a good job i do love joe awesome all right so what do you got for us here well, what what I got for you is some Bel Air yes. Blue. Yeah, show, show the people to, what I need you to show got. Show the camera, because this is this was a gift from Kevin. Is that good, Rico? Turn it a little. Turn it a little more that way. No, that way. Turn it. Stop. There it is. All right. So explain this, Rick Ross. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rick Ross. And uh, you know, even though I'm 50, I'm still you know semi hip to the game. <laughs> and uh, that's his line of bubblies. This is what's called Luke Bel Air Blue. And it's not only colored blue, but it has a little bit of a raspberry taste to it. So it looks so cool. You know, it uh, it's a party bottle, and and so I just wanted to say uh, happy twenty first birthday, nephew. Well, I do appreciate Uncle Kev. Um, this I did is, tell him that he finally became a nephew yes. when he turned twenty one. Well, Kevin posted on my timeline on Facebook, "Happy birthday, nephew!" So I was like, "Oh, I must have finally." He's, that's what it is. It t- you got to you got to be able to drink with Kevin before you're a nephew, and that is probably the highest of honors anyone can ever get <laughs> with your old uncle. Kev, that's just how we roll. <laughs> awesome. So what do we got for beer? Okay, so our, our friends at Cosmic Eye Brewing here in Lincoln uh, did a collaboration with Iron Brush Tattoo and did a beer called Tattoo Magic Lager. And it has uh, the Iron Brush Tattoo. It's a, it's a kind of a side view of a cat mm-hmm. on the side, which ironically, I have one tattoo oh, that really? I got when I was 23 years old. And uh, it's the Blues Traveler cat. Okay. Uh, which, at the time, they were kind of one of the hot bands in my college years, right? <laughs> and um, I, I put the Super in Super Senior before it was even such a thing. My father always told me, he's like, hey, you're on the Jarvis Redwine plan? What's going on? When are you going to get this done? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had a great time. I didn't want it to end. So, anyway, uh, 
so at the time they were one of my favorite brands and their logo is a cat that looks very similar to the iron brush cat only there may or may not be um what appears to be a cigarette hanging out of its mouth. <laughs> totally <laughs> fine. I'm 50. I still like the tattoo. It's maybe a little, you know, fuzzier now than what it used to be. But hey, you know, what do you do? You it aged like fine wine. Yeah, that's, that's not so did. much. But <laughs> you guys have any tattoos? I have one. Yeah. Yep. Just the anniversary of when me and Rachel got married. Got uh, it on. Got it on the honeymoon out in uh, nice. out in Colorado. So Sweet. I will remember it, so I don't forget, and she can't yell at me. I, I don't have a tattoo. I'm not against them. I don't know if I have anything yet that's like m- meaningful enough to get a tattoo. Nebraska. Yeah. Um, Did you get my face? You, you also want it to be original, though. So you yes, don't want like, like I don't the want, I don't want the, like, I don't want the bones. You like, don't, I don't want the want... N or anything like no, that. No. No. Plus, what if they change the the way the N is designed? You <laughs> never know. That's true. Nick, you, you should know. get my face tattooed right over your heart. I should not. Or on your butt cheek. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, maybe that, too. that would be just fine. <laughs> just get my face tattooed. What if you. I came in with a tattoo of Rico's face? Well, that would be the awesome. I'd be say? very happy. I think that would be pretty stellar. <laughs> just, super, just super nonchalant. Hey, Rico, look what I did this just weekend. Like, yeah, like on your left forearm or yeah. something like that. I guess that. it could be pretty small. It I could mean, be. tattoo artists are really talented, so it could be really small. I'd be tramp stamp. Impressed. Tramp stamp of Rico. <laughs> yes. Yikes. Oh, this is good. This, this is, is good. Kevin, I, now I don't have a tattoo, but I'm 23 years old, so maybe I should get one in your honor because you were 23 when you got one, yeah. so maybe I should too. You could get a tattoo of old Uncle Kev on your butt. There you go. There you go. Go. Again, one of the highest honors. <laughs> why, why don't you get Virginia Tech? I would. I've actually thought about it. Or I don't know what I would get, though. Or Fred Hoiberg, since you're such a fa- big fan. And we're neutral now. We're neutral now. I think you should get Beamer Ball tattooed across your forehead. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Maybe Perfect. not the forehead. Maybe, uh, I don't know where I would get a tattoo, but maybe on my bicep. I kind of like the forearm one. You like though. that? Yeah, yeah I do like nice. that. You That's downed nice. yours. Yeah, well, you really, really like this. A little yeah, easy. this really you like this is smooth. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a classic lager, which basically uh, w- the difference between a lager and an ale is that lagers are cold fermented, usually in that sort of 45 degree range. And it takes a lot longer to make them, usually like six or eight weeks. And they ferment at the bottom of the tank. Ales are top fermented, usually at a higher temperature, and they can ferment out usually within a week to 10 days. And so ales, they can actually crank out faster than they can lagers. Now, the thing about a good lager is that there's nothing there to cover up any impurities or to cover up any mistakes. So um, you've got your grain, you've got your yeast, you've got maybe a little bit of hops, generally not dry hopped. It's usually in the mash bill. Um and your water, and that's it. And so making a really good lager is actually kind of more difficult to do because it's just like it's boiled down to its you know least common denominator, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about them. They're very clean, uh, just classic beer beer, yeah. um, no weird stuff. Uh, just really, really good beer, and and that's what they it's did. Just a with solid. It's delicious. This by is the way. that it's, was it's, the part. Yeah, it's really good. That was the part that I'm bummed out about the most. That we can't have. We can't have Thirsty Thursday. Is because like I don't know any of that, and that's that's super super interesting for me. To me, I'm excited it's for him good. to learn about tannins and maceration. Yeah, like I'm yes. I'm ready for all that. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so that was the Iron Brush Tattoo Magic Lager, which is a collaboration between Cosmic Eye Brewing here in. Good old Lincoln, Nebraska, and Iron Brush Tattoo in here old Lincoln, Nebraska. So, um, that's really good. Shall we move on to the Ab- wine? Absolutely. Shall. That's that's really good. Thank you. 
Look at this go- look at this gorgeous can. That was actually delicious, Kevin. I mean, that yeah, was, that's that was that's, that's I think my favorite that you've brought me so far. That's I mean, I know I've only been gonna, here three or four weeks. <laughs> that was really that's good. gonna be something I go pick up yeah. later tonight. Yeah. So okay. um wine wise, uh we've been featuring Cosentino, uh, which is a winery in Lodi, which is near Sacramento. And uh we did the Franc, which is the Cabernet Franc. Mm-hmm. Uh we did the Zin, and then this is their red blend called the Dark. And it is a blend of several different grape types. Uh, I believe predominantly Cabernet, but has some Merlot, has some Zin, has some Syrah in it. And um, uh, it's a current feature at the winery, or excuse me, at the shop. <laughs> uh, winery of the Month feature is what I meant to say. And uh, they're on sale thirteen ninety nine. It's just velvety smooth, not edgy at all. Goes well with you know almost anything. It's a great spaghetti and pizza type wine. Um, you can do it with barbecue or you can do it all by itself just because it is so easy to drink. Now, Kevin, let me ask you something. So I went to this bachelor party in New Orleans. That's a different discussion for a different day. But we had wine, and then some guys had red wine, some had white wine, and they said you have to hold your glass differently depending on the wine. Is that true? Um, not necessarily. What what I have been taught in like my sommelier training is that you want to hold the wine by the stem. You okay. don't want your hand to really there touch I, the bowl. Of there the I went, just right straight up like that. You're <laughs> yeah. learning. It's okay. It's all right. The, uh, I'm the, learning, too. There's a couple reasons for it. Because your hand is warm, it's going to affect the temperature of the wine if you hold it by the bowl. Plus, you know, if you have stuff on your hands, then you're dirtying mm-hmm. the bowl, and then you're putting that on your mouth. So uh, the idea is that just hold it by the stem, if possible. And then, um, uh, you know, what we ought to do is uh, let's do the five S's of wine tasting. Since, uh, yes. Know, since Nick's the... Nick's the rookie here. We'll um, we'll start with uh, the first S, which is C. So go ahead and hold your wine up to the light. And what you're looking for is color. You're looking for clarity. Uh, brown is usually not a good color in wine, whether it started red or white. Usually if it's brown, uh, something went wrong. It got baked or something along those lines. Now, the, a wine will start to look a little more brickish in color the older it gets. So an older wine will start to turn that a little bit. Okay. That's not a bad thing. That's expected, but it should never be brown. Then... If you look at the rim, which is where the liquid meets the glass, a young wine is going to have a relatively clear rim like that. Um, an older wine will start to have a little bit of a um, an orangish tinge to it, and that's an indicator of age. And so that's a way of knowing that your wine is either young or older without even ever tasting it or smelling it. Okay. Um, so those are what they what they call d- deductive clues. Um, so the second S is swirl. So go ahead and just. Put it on the countertop, swirl it. I like to go counterclockwise. And um, I've always gone counterclockwise. I don't know why. I just did. It, it's just it's easier do. to keep from spilling that way for me, anyway. But you can you can go either way. Um, and what that does is that there are byproducts of fermentation that get trapped in the bottle, and that's just natural. Mm-hmm. Um, those need an opportunity to escape, and so by introducing oxygen to the wine, it allows those esters and those byproducts of fermentation to escape out. And then also allows for the nose to really come forward. So that brings us to the third S, which is sniff. So the human nose can smell around 2 million aromas. The human tongue only has five taste zones. So you know what it's like when you have a cold and you can't smell. Mm -hmm. Food isn't very exciting. Normally things that would be um, sort of um, more tempting are like, I I can't smell. So it's really not very exciting at all. So... It's the human nose that is allows wine the romance and the complexity that it it has because they are so complex. Uh, grape 
varietals from this, it's called the Vitis vinifera species, possess the greatest number of chemical compounds of any fruit. And that's why wines are made of this type of grape instead of made from oranges or apples or, you know, whatever the case may be, because those don't possess all the chemical compounds that these grapes do. So which brings us to the fourth S, which is sip. So now you're washing the wine over your five taste zones. You've got sweet, you've got salt, you've got bitter, you've got acid. And then the fifth taste zone was named by the Japanese and they call it umami, which is uh, uh, kind of like a gravy-ish, um, savory, you know, salty, you know, uh, au jus type of okay. a thing going on. So sweet, salt, bitter, acid, and umami are your five taste zones. And then the fifth S is swallow and or savor. And basically, once you've consumed the wine, those residual flavors that are left in your mouth are what's known as the wine's finish. And so a, um, a complex wine, those flavors will linger uh, for a longer period of time. A simpler wine, those flavors will disappear. Uh, so that's what they talk about between like a short finish or a long finish is the length of time that those residual flavors stay in your mouth. Either way, it should be positive. It should be a pleasant experience. And uh, so there you go. It's really good. Do you I like, like it? I like it. Do you, Mr. Mr. Not Red Wine? I do. And that's the thing is that's why I trust Kevin because we were talking off air. And I said, I'm not a big wine guy. I never really have been. But every single time you bring it in, you teach us kind of about it. You let us yeah. kind of go through the steps. So I think this is if you're going to get wine, I think you're one of the best people to talk to because I feel like you actually know what you're talking about. And you know how to how to describe the wine and, and, and go through the taste testing. So I appreciate it. I, you're making me like red wine. So that's good. That's we're headed idea, in the right baby. direction. You, yeah. have, you have yet to bring in a red blend that I have not liked. And, and that's the. That's very good. The, the red blends are a great segue red. So say you're like Nate here and, you know, you're not a big wine guy. Um, you know, sometimes they can be a little tannic. They can yeah. have some bite to them. Yeah. Maybe a little too dry. Uh, red blends are a great introductory wine because they're generally a little softer. They're a little more fruit forward. And um, they might even sometimes have a little RS or residual sugar. So just enough to fruity them up a little bit, not necessarily enough to make them sweet. Um, and then once you sort of bridge that gap, then it opens doors into areas that are just limitless. And, and so, that, uh, if you're ever wanted to try to get into red and don't know where to start, a blend is a good way to go. That's delicious. All right. Remind them what, it, what kind of is it? This is from a winery called Cosentino. And, uh, this one is called the dark. It's their red blend. We also have it in a Cabernet Franc, what they call the Franc, a mm -hmm. uh, regular Cabernet Sauvignon that they call the cab. Uh, Zinfandel that they call the Zin, and they're all on sale thirteen ninety nine. Just brings a lot of bang for your buck when it comes yeah. to value. What That's you got going on down at the awesome. shop? Anything else? Anything special going on? Uh, spring seasonal is coming in like crazy, so tons and tons of new beers. Uh, we got in some more Weldworks this week, uh, which is a uh, super hot brewery in Colorado. Uh, they're most noted for um, a beer called Juicy Bits, which is an ice IPA. Um, but tons and tons of other beers. I, you know, I always try to favor the local ones first and, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and I thought, uh, Hey, this is kind of a cool collab with, with cosmic eye and iron brush. And so I thought, let's bring it in for uh, Nick's inaugural thirsty Thursday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, it was very good. I, I love it. Kevin, appreciate it, man. Thank um, you fellas. Let's, let's hope we can figure out a way to do this again. Indeed. Um, I'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. On whether it's the happy hour or not, I'm sure uh, I'll make sure I'm. Oh, a you'll part definitely, of it. you'll definitely stop by. I'll definitely make sure I'm. Then a you'll part learn of it about masturbation and, and tanning. Get some of that iron brush tattoo uh, and the the logger. That was super super good. 
um, and some of Fantastic. this some of this wine as yeah. well. All right, visit them, Myers Cork and Bottle, 13th and South, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, perfect, 13th and South, and uh, that will do it for the inaugural Thirsty Thursday. And possibly the only one for this moment <laughs> on the happy hour. Let's uh, let's take a break. Call now, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Nick Trivia is up next for $15 to the Upside Bar and Lounge. We'll do that coming up in a few minutes on the happy hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.